The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, find out how you can get early and ad-free listening for only $1 a month, $12 a year, by subscribing. You get your own RSS feed at patreon.com slash sunranto when you sign up today. Access to all of our show notes. And hey, you know, then we can spend the money on tickets and beer and send people like Johnny Onomatopoeia to the World Series and Crawley, Michael, and I to ball games next year. It's a great, great deal, and you should be a part of it. Patreon.com slash sunranto. But since you're not a Patreon subscriber where you can get early and completely ad-free listening, here's a quick ad for my bookie, our sponsor. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. Now, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites in the week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much, much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Pro football, college football, MLB playoffs are going on right now. Well, the World Series and both hockey and basketball coming around. Now is the time to get off the sidelines and in on the action. So support your team this season by not sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with mybookie.ag. Join right now and mybookie is going to double your first deposit. Promo code is CHAIR. C-H-A-I-R. It activates the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Do you want to do uh, like a Mel Odd or something <laughs> as a scream or San Wodo or something like that? Or I don't know. Trey Turner. <laughs> um, uh, how about Ken, Howie Kendrick? All right. Kind of a, is that good? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. Howie Kendrick. No, no, you're supposed to. Say... <laughs> oh, wait, Cowie Hendrick. Hendrick. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> uh, well, we have got no time to go back because the World Series is about to start. Uh, this is the Sun Ranto Show, and I'm here with a friend of the podcast, Mr. Johnny Onomatopoeia, whose Yay! team, the Washington Nationals, is going to the World Series. <laughs> so, congratulations, first of all. And uh, c- congratulations to all the ranters. And well, congratulations to you 
for knowing me, who knows the ranters, who came through with like four hundred dollars. It's Just, amazing. Knowing you who know the ranters has been a blessing. Hell yeah. And then, of course, I paid you $100 because all our Patreon people know that their money goes eventually to tickets and beer. Tickets and, and beer. The T and P. The T, well, that's it, T and B. T, I think you got it wrong. You don't want T and P. Oh, oh, oh. And you definitely oh. don't want P in your T. But um, anyway, just before recording, uh, my good Irish friend, Alan, sent me $5.69 more. Nice. Yeah, coming your way. And Johnny, I don't, I've never seen a, like a fan base. Like I only really know Cubs fans, but I've never seen a fan base like the, well, the Cubs fan base root so hard for another team. Is that right? Just because everyone hates the Cardinals so much? Well, everybody hates the Cardinals. Everybody hates the Dodgers. Everybody hates the Brewers. You, yeah, that's you true. knocked them all out. So this, uh, that four hundred bucks, uh, that's that's a huge thank you from Cubs fans for knocking out three of our hated teams. Um, and the other thing is, now everybody hates the Astros. <laughs> so fuck them. Why does everyone hate the Astros? Well, people think they cheat, kind of. Oh, they steal signals? They steal signals. There was this big hacking scandal that they were involved in. Although, I believe it was the Cardinals hacking the Astros. It might have been the other way around. I forget. (laughs) I think the Cardinals hacked the Astros because I think that's why I know the story because it was them. But uh, somebody went to jail for that. And but I'm sure it was an inside job. That guy used to work at the Astros, came to the Cardinals, something like that. And uh, but then their closer Osuna, who they traded for last year, uh, while he was suspended for beating up his wife, who he has right. a three year old kid with. She got she get, went back to Mexico or something like that. She moved to Mexico. He couldn't uh, even talk to her for a year. From some restraining order situation. And then, uh, as the Astros won the pennant the other night, one of their uh, GM guys, like a lower, like, you know, a, a si- assistant vice president of operations or something. Some executives. Yeah, somebody in a blue shirt and some khakis um, <laughs> yelled at specifically, although he denies it, specifically at some female reporters, thank God we got Osuna. Osuna! Osuna! Now, meanwhile, he had given up a home run in that game. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know, it could have lost them. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he tried to lose it for him. I mean, that, was, that made the game a little too close for, for anyone who, yeah. And he claims that he was just trying to pump up the team, that Osuna had had a tough game, so he was saying, thank God we got Osuna because he'll eventually do well. <laughs> I guess this one. Uh, I don't know. But either way, uh, everybody hates the Astros because they uh, gaslighted the entire thing afterwards. A denial came out from them saying they were mad at Sports Illustrated. And I don't know, the story's been corroborated by other reporters who were there saying that uh, what the reporter reported is what happened. And everybody, <laughs> and everybody saw it that way. And that guy's just a dickhead in the, anyway. But apparently this is a longstanding thing with the Astros organization there. They're, well, there has to be a decision from the top for any of these organizations across all of major sports to be a harbor for uh, these people who are convicted for 
these men who are convicted of abuse. Yeah, they, they don't care that they feel like the winning baseball is worth it, the extra money, whatever kind of uh, fan uh, fan capital that they might yeah. have had. They don't mind spending some of it in you know by uh, having a a criminal on their team, but. Uh, you know, and the thing that frustrated me, and I, yeah, I don't want to make this about the Cubs, but we've had a couple of guys on the team on the Cubs with domest- domestic violence issues that we know of, uh, right. Aroldis Chapman and uh, Addison Russell, and a lot of what the Astros said said even at the time when they got Osuna was like. We are committed 100% to changing the culture of the baseball team and da-da-da. And, you know, that's what we heard, too, here in Chicago. And they said, we're going to train everybody, and now we're going to, you know, hold a candle to this, and everybody's going to be responsible. And, you know, I don't really see that that's what happened for uh, for anybody. They just got paid and got lots of success and cheering. Also, like candles do not give off that much light. No, Is you that don't really see. promising much. Exactly. Like we're going to uh <laughs> Exactly. Like could you come on, you're a major league baseball team. Could you at least bring for a flashlight? Yeah, exactly. Like they're the on halogens s- are Yeah, they're cheap at Target. Yeah, they're they're especially on sale right now cuz you need them for pumpkins. Yep. Nobody exactly. uses candles for that anymore. Too many fires. Um, next to that bale of hay you you bought at the uh, <laughs> the harvest festival, uh, so Chicago yeah, ev- particularly sensitive to it. Oh yeah, um, so everybody's mad at the Astros. So you've got lots of fans, and I want to. So the Astros won 107 games. That is the best in the major leagues. So nobody is picking the Nationals to win, who won 93, which is third best in the NL. Right. But and so like I look at you know this is just tonight's game, and I'm looking at like the betting line. Um, the Nationals plus one fifty. Like, you take that bet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, if it's just one game and you've got two aces going, anything could happen. I don't know why you wouldn't take that money line. Yeah, I mean the over under is six and a half, which makes a fair amount of sense. Um, I didn't see the odds overall, but I know the Astros are favored. Well, the headlines uh, that. I've been reading are that the Nets are the biggest underdogs in what fifteen uh, years or something like that. Which doesn't make sense to me when I, not only do, I mean you have a top three that holds a candle to nice. the. Could you use it that way? No, you oh, can't sure. unless you're going to try to set them on fire with your candle. Doesn't make as much sense. They, well, it's the opposite of doesn't hold a candle to it. So sure. Yeah. So hold the candle over <laughs> to their top three. And, you know, I was actually texting with my nephew who just got a phone and he fancies himself a little pitcher. And I'm like, you got to watch this World Series. Like, I don't know if your parents are going to let you, but like, (laughs) because like they're watching like House Hunters or something, but like figure out a way (laughs) to watch this World Series, even though you're only 10. But um, anyway, I kind of take the nets. I've watched this team. You've watched them all year. We've had you on the show a bunch talking about this team. This is a team that has had the best record in the majors since the end of May when they put it together. Yes, and you know a lot has been made of their record after the first fifty games, nineteen and thirty-one. Um, this this great turnaround. We had three of our top guys on the IL. Turner was hurt. Remember, he got hit by yeah. a pitch when he was trying to bunt. Um, uh, 
I mean, Zimmerman has been out the whole time, um, and Soto was hurt. I mean, we had our the top three of our lineup were out. Scherzer was, was out. even out for a month, but that was during when you were doing well. Yeah, that was inexplicable. And the but bullpen that, was garbage, and you kind of fixed it. Kind of. Kind of. It's unclear. I mean, that's been the narrative of, like, the bullpen's been great in the postseason, but I think it's just because it hasn't been leaned on. You know, it barely has pitched. I mean, I I looked at uh, you know some of the stats uh, that compare these two teams, and the Nat starters have pitched ninety innings, right in this in this series so far. But the Astros are doing the same exact thing. They've pitched ninety eight innings, although in one more game. Right. Exactly. So they're doing more. And right. So does it count? I mean, I, I understand that it counts for the stats that we have Patrick Corbin coming in in relief, but he's. Uh, you know, a, a starter in the rotation. Yeah, you're using starters all over the place, as are the Astros. Right. Although I think so, the Nats are doing that even more. Like, you're going to see Max Scherzer pitching every single one of these games. Just because he refuses, <laughs> yes. he's going to, like, tie up. Dave, he's going to wear a Dave Martinez mask and go <laughs> and go make the pitching change himself and put himself in the game. If it's, it's like close to the eighth. he pitches to himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Fernando Rodney's not going to shoot even get a chance to shoot an arrow in this game. I'm going in. Um. And uh, so, I, I don't know, you want to talk a little Rakes Flakes? I just thought it'd be fun because, uh, you know, I'm looking at this. Rendon's been your guy. Like, yeah, he's he's been such uh, an RBI producer. Even if uh, the stats, some of the other stats don't look like it. Um, like in one game, he had three uh, sack, sacrifice fly RBIs, like just missed the, the fence three times. But those runs have been crucial in these close games, you know, against the Dodgers. And so he's, he's doing professional at-bats where he's just putting the ball in play in the right way to score runs. Yeah, not only the one home run. In fact, uh, the only guy you have with two is Juan Soto, who kind of disappeared in the last series against the Cardinals. But it didn't matter. You swept them. But, uh, no, uh, Rendon, uh, 1.059 OPS. He's taken eight walks. Um struck out seven times in 32 at-bats, but he's, uh, you know, he's getting on base. He's knocking in runs. He's got seven ribbies, uh, uh, only second to Howie Kendrick, who got four <laughs> on one yeah. swing of the bat against the Dodgers uh, in the postseason. So um, Juan Soto's got seven. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's what it, kind of the point, because when I look at uh, the offensive stats, you know, you've gotten here uh, offensively with OBP, your 315 OBP is second only to the Yankees as a team. But unlike the Yankees, um, they've cashed in their chips a little bit more. And they've scored 45 runs in 10 games. Well, the Yankees scored 44 in more games. You know, they've played mm-hmm. an extra game, too. Uh, and um, whereas the Astros, their OBP is only 287. So they've gotten it done a little bit more with the pitching, too. Although they've hit a lot more home runs because... Uh, They've hit 14 homers, and you guys haven't been hitting home runs. Only eight. Yeah. And then, but then when I look at who's hitting the home runs, it's it's all Altuve for them. Like that's who you have to neutralize. He has five home runs in the postseason so far, including the, the biggest home run of their postseason. Yeah, the the walk off, and uh, he also has eight ribbies. So like it is kind of Altuve versus Rendon. You mm-hmm. know, as far as your. You're hitting, and then you know, for the Astros hitting, it really falls off after that. Like, if let's get into Flakers, like George Springer hasn't done shit. He, well, he's got two home runs, but he's got a five eighteen OPS. He hasn't really done much more than that. Um, uh, 
Alvarez hasn't done anything. Uh, Guriel hasn't done anything. Like these are all guys. Uh, Correa hasn't done anything. These all guy, all these guys have over forty at bats and OPSs under six hundred. So, so we just have to worry about their one man wrecking crew. Yeah, d- walk him. Yeah, walk what? him. <laughs> I mean, you all invented walking Harper. Like, yeah, what, walk what Altuve. Do not put. Don't let him <laughs> hit. Especially in a in a, a pitching duel, which this is anticipated to be, you know, it, it could be a one run game easily. It could be a one nothing game, you know. And if if it comes down to oh, they let him hit a homer, it, that could be t- tragic. Yeah, and conversely, not that like six fifteen for Adam Eaton is a good OPS. It's not, but it's he's like Kurt Suzuki is your worst one. He hadn't done shit. Anybody he's only had twenty at bats. Uh, one but hit. That's- that's fine because Kurt is our our play caller, and he he you know he catches for um, for Max, and the two of them work well together. They have a lot of trust, and um, so they're not looking for him to be big at the plate. He he had some big swings. He can hit homers. He hit he did during the the regular season, but yeah, he's been a little hurt. So, but but just but, the fact that he's back there calling the game is what's important to us. But uh, Eaton is your uh, worst starter i guess i mean he's he he hasn't even started every game or played all the innings of every game i should say Mm -hmm. 36 at bats uh and he's got a 615 ops like he's your worst one uh you know and uh the astros got tons of guys in their starting lineup that are way worse than him and uh you know even if you look at like juan soto who's like you know he's an excellent uh he's had an excellent uh first two series anyway uh seven and especially the wild card game when he stuck the fucking knife in the Brewers and twisted <laughs> it around at the end of the, that game. But he's got a 747 OPS, which isn't like terrible, terribly shabby when you're facing really great pitching throughout, yeah. you know. So, yeah, and I'm talking he's uh, eighth on the list in OPS. Eighth. Yeah. Right. And if we're talking clutch versus clutch, I don't know how those numbers show up, but Eaton has gotten. Hits when he needs to, and so is Juan. I mean, like the, Juan's hits are memorable, game-changing, season-continuing hits, as have uh, Eaton's. And so, it, it's, ca- it, it's it's nice to be able to count on those guys to be clutch. Yeah, you're cashing it in. So I'm saying that the that you guys don't really have a flaker because you can't count Suzuki in there, mm-hmm. and um and they have like six. Good, and I, and I just listed them. Um, thrower wise, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not playing. I, why aren't I playing the thing? What am I doing? I'm out of practice. I'm back in college. <laughs> I've got it. Back in college. since my grunge days. Remember them? Not really. Did, did you even have grunge days, Johnny? Oh, me? No, I didn't dare. Gosh, I, I, I was right down the, the straight and narrow. Yeah, you're a little I, younger than me. Like I was kind of forced into it just by being poor. And I'm like, guess I'll shop at the thrift store and look like Eddie Vedder. Oh, please. Come on. Black nail polish isn't free. You had some sort of a budget for your <laughs> grunge look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. I'm confusing grunge with emo. Oh, yeah. Grunge was very popular in yeah, the 90s. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I was uh, – <clears throat> I, I, I had one year. 
I'd say of grunge. And it was mostly because of being poor and not affording a shower. Like sure. there was one year, well, a few months when I I had really no money, like zero money. And I would do my uh, uh, laundry in the bathtub <laughs> with a, a stick and shampoo. That was my na- that was my roommate shampoo, and he, and he didn't know I was using it. And then you didn't have shampoo for your hair, which helped the grunge look. You just had like mm-hmm. greasy hair, and, and and everyone has a a plaid shirt somewhere that they can pull out. For sure, sure, yeah. I mean, that my aunt gave me one every year for Christmas. <laughs> it's a completely wrong size, but that worked for grunge too. Um, so uh, throwers. I mean, I mean, all right. I got I got to give you my throws for the net. Yeah. It's uh, Howie Kendrick as the designated hitter tonight. We he's he's committed as you uh, are going to point out three out of the four errors for the Nationals two in one game, <laughs> and so the fact that he's not going to be fielding tonight makes him our him thrower. the most valuable pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thrower is pitching. I was doing defense. Um, yeah, the, yeah, pitching. But no, I could, I, I could, I'll. I'll accept it, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you no know, pitching. You got. I mean, come on. It's got to be Strasburg. Uh, yeah, I think it's Strasburg. I, everyone is. <clears throat> everyone is so in love with the mythology of Max and his alpha maleness and how he'll go out and two eye people into submission, but he always gives up a homer. <laughs> he did last. And so I, I don't know. I love Stras. He's well, yeah, Stras. Well, his ERA is better. He's pitched mm-hmm. two more innings. He's given up twice the amount of hits, though, eighteen, and and um, and they've pitched in the same amount of games. Uh, but uh, he's given up. The, they've given up the same amount of earned runs. Uh, Scherzer's given up one more home run. Scherzer's given up seven more walks. Like Strasburg has thirty-three strikeouts to one walk. Wow! Wow! You know. So, and that's what we've said about Max. Is that he goes deep into every count, which means he doesn't go deep into the game. It's it's either a strikeout or a walk, you know, generally speaking. And he did show, though, in the last series that he was capable of of being a little less aggressive and maybe giving up a hit other than trying to go for the strikeout uh, for the sake of going uh, further in the game. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how he comes out tonight. If he comes out blazing throwing as hard as possible or if he tries to keep a little in the tank to go deep and out of the pen like daniel hudson you gotta hand it to him i mean guy freaking gives up on his team (laughs) you know it says i don't really care about baseball my baby who i'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life is way more important than not not his first baby it's yeah, not his, he's already done this before. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Like, you know, she would have been fine alone. It's not her first rodeo. No. No, no. so he gives up on his team and then comes back <laughs> and his lights out. No, six games. <laughs> f- I kid. No, Nobody get mad at me. Please, I kid. <laughs> Although, I would have been at the game, but that's why I have no kids. <laughs> I made this choice, though, in my life. Um, uh, no, but he, uh, 5.2 innings of relief, six games, uh hasn't given up a run, struck out five. Like, you know, you needed somebody back there to actually come through in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. And he did, or he has. I mean, it's it's not the most lights-out situation I've ever seen, but it it it's fine. 
and it's going to work, I think. Well, keep an eye on this other kid that um, maybe he's just getting lucky, but Tanner Rainey, he's one of our hardest throwers, young guy, um, fastball at 100 miles an hour. And he was brought in sporadically throughout the season when our bullpen was the worst in baseball. And um, he'd either be on and get strikeouts or he'd, like walk the first batter, hit the second batter, and then get pulled out of the game. Um, but in the playoffs, he's just been lighting it up. Uh, Davies had confidence in him, and brought. He's, I think he's appeared twice, um, and he's just been getting out. So we might see him. He's he's uh, solidified some trust in himself the last couple of weeks. And I, I'm really think. And they haven't even announced the Nationals haven't announced their game three starter. Nobody's announced game four. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody's assuming it's going to be Corbin. And, uh, I mean, we saw him in relief, and that didn't go well. But as a starter, he was, he's was he been great. You know, so his ERA for the postseason is really high. But it was because of that one outing where yeah. he got lit the fuck up against the Dodgers. So, And that wasn't entirely his fault. There were some um, unearned runs in there and um, some bad calls. I, oh. I mean, he, he should have gotten out of the inning, but... It was one of those where before all those runs were scored, someone thought it it's always like an had, error. Yeah, an error, and then he like got a call that looked like it was a third strike that would have ended the inning, and it didn't. You know, one of those that just keeps going on. Yeah, and then the other one because you really have a fourth guy that's dependable is Anibal Sanchez, who has only pitched in two games, but I mean, and I believe that was the game that he that Corbin came in to relief of. Anibal Sanchez had the Dodgers shut down. That's right, and it, you know, and then you know, they didn't. Davey didn't trust him past what five innings, and then, boom, you know, uh, then Corbin came in and 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 gave up the game. But I don't and know. Didn't it, Sanchez pitch against the um, the Cardinals? I thought he. I think he yeah he yeah no he started a, ga- a game against St. Louis. He went seven. Po- no, you killed it. It was yeah. a one. It was a one hitter. You guys no hit, hit the Cardinals twice. I would be remiss <laughs> in saying that you no hit the card. I mean, you didn't re- really no hit the Cardinals, but you basically no hit the Cardinals. And it was a beautiful thing. Annabelle Sanchez did it for um, almost eight innings. Yeah, so you might see Annabelle, even though he's our fourth in the rotation, you might see him pitch the third game, which gives Corbin a chance to come in one of these first. Uh oh, Johnny died right before the World Series. Oh no, ah. he never got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, you uh, just disappeared for a moment. I was receiving a phone call. It was a dramatic so, pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you might see Corbin uh, come in in relief in these first two games. Uh, which, I don't know about uh, yeah. Then they'll rest him. Uh, but uh, also. Uh, He's his record at home is ridiculous, Corbin. Uh, I think he only lost two games the whole season. At so home, so. He, so yeah, well, that would be game three anyway, or four. Yeah. So you're obviously doing the one-two punch of Scherzer and Strasburg, and I think it's interesting because it's been Scherzer Strasburg, and it might be that Scherzer's starting tonight, even though Strasburg's been I don't know in some ways the better pitcher in many ways. Uh, but I think either Scherzer would beat up Dave Martinez. Yes, he didn't get to be the first. <laughs> starter and so Dave doesn't want to deal with it or it's that thing not that it gets any easier tomorrow with Verlander but that maybe you feel like okay and I want to say you're going to lose tonight but let's face it Garrett Cole is probably the tough pitcher toughest pitcher in baseball right now 
But why would you make Max a sacrificial lamb? Like, would why would not put in Sanchez? Yeah, you're yeah, going that, to sort right. of concede the game. That would be the smarter thing to do, and then and then go and be like, okay, well, then we got tomorrow. Because I, I don't think you can really do that because both teams have really amazing top line. Pitching. Yeah, Max is not a concession to put him in. Yeah, He's, and and I and I think you guys could win tonight. Like you know, I I don't believe. I mean, the big the money is going towards the Astros, but I think that that's not a great bet. Like, plus 200, like, you got to yeah. spend $200 to win 100, like, or you could, you know, actually make money, <laughs> you know, for real. And wouldn't you take the under, Danny? Where do they think they're going to find seven runs between these two starting pitchers? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you can't count out these offenses. Like, can I give a few, like, more stats? I mean, and these are just... Um, these are just uh, uh, playoff stats, but in the, the uh, Nats, why haven't you stolen any bases yet? Not a single one. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Trey hasn't been getting on that effectively, and then I think it's just been a um, situational thing. That yeah, like the line's just been moving. Uh, I think we've been doing more bunting instead of uh, having Trey run. Okay, but yeah, there there hasn't been like. It just hasn't been part of the game plan. Yeah, and both teams are walking. So, but yeah. I, I don't know if that continues because you don't really have a lot of pitchers that give up a lot of walks now. So, you know, uh, I don't think this is about the hitting as much as it is about the pitching because um, one thing I'll, I'll give you some confidence with is the Astros have given up 17 home runs in this postseason. Wow. To the Nats 12. And um, it, there are eight more innings on the Astros starters arms right now. I don't know if that counts for anything, but your uh, team ERA is better by over half a run and your starters ERA is uh, better by over a run. So even with their top line starters, you know, they've run into some, some tough lineups where they couldn't, they couldn't get anybody. What out. happened with the Cardinals? They just didn't. I mean, it was like no, no scoring for twenty some like innings in a row. You know, crazy. their their luck ran out. I honestly yeah. think they just weren't that good. And and I can see. I mean, they they didn't necessarily run away with the Central. It's like the Cubs just fucking folded at the wrong time. Yeah, they surged right when, uh, like you and the Brewers are beating each other up, and yeah, but everybody was playing 500 baseball all year until the yeah. end. So it's yeah. like, and then the Cubs went one way, and the Cardinals went the other, and that's all it took to win the Central. But they didn't really belong there. I mean, they, the Braves. Oh man, I mean, I really do feel like they handed that over to the Cardinals. So like, by the time you faced them, after really. I mean, you got through. You already got through some tough competition. This is like you were swimming in the pool, wearing like an Eskimo parka. Are you allowed to say? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say Eskimo anymore. But a, a parka. I didn't even need the Eskimo part. So <laughs> no. now I've said Eskimo four times. But you're swimming in a parka, and you're all wet, and you're and you're to- and this this is you facing the Dodgers, and then. You take the parka off, and now you feel light and airy, and you're just like going like Mike Michael Spitz. Or or some other who's the new who's the new swimmer that everybody loves Spitz yeah you're you're like an eighties Olympian do you know what you know what another analogy might be like Danny 
this might be a little obscure for a, a Cubs podcast, but it's sort of like we are a batter on deck and we put a donut on our bat and take practice swings. Oh, like it's and, heavier. <laughs> like it's heavier. And then, you know, sort of like how a parka would get wet in a pool. Yeah. Well, we also would have accepted swing two bats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But and then you but, go up there and it feels so light. And that's what I think what the Cardinals felt like you, to you, light. Just light, you know, and, you know, but just, you just mowed them down. It was like, they were up there swinging like babies. It was hilarious. So, uh, so you could say that maybe you haven't faced as tough of competition the entire way through as the Astros did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The Astros have had a, a much tougher path. Um, and then, uh, but they have given up more home runs in that tougher path. So maybe I'm saying that's what might account for it. Um, they've also walked more hitters. Uh, but and the Nats have struck out three more hitters despite having um, it, eight disp- fewer it, innings. Yeah, yeah, eight fewer innings. So, um, so that's something right there, because the Astros batters have struck out 103 times more than anybody. Although the Nats have struck out 93 times in one less game. So, I don't know. This is going to be great. I hope my nephew can see it. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be great if you like pitching. This is now watch. It's going to be what twelve to ten tonight final. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, defensively, so far the Nats have five errors to the Astros three, but strip out Howie Kendrick, and you know, <laughs> and you actually have done better than the Astros. Um, the Nats have allowed eight stolen bases, which the Astros steal bases, so they've stolen five so far. So I don't you know can what definitely that, that's run on the pitching, on our, right? Uh, you you can run on our squad. There will be stolen bases tonight. One Suzuki is injured. He was out um, at the end of the the regular season with like a elbow bone spur or something. Um, so yeah, feel feel free to run on the Nets. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but the Nets, they, they, I don't know. Maybe now they run. <laughs> I don't know. Like, why haven't they been running? It's. I really do think that when Turner has gotten on base, there's just been a hit next, like quickly, or a walk. Like It seems like the top of our lineup has just moved so quickly in succession that there hasn't needed to be, or, or a bunt. Like, there's just been plays happening other than a strategic steal. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you got no steals. <laughs> and we've got Victor Robles in the... Um, in the lineup tonight, he's, uh, he's batting ninth. And so, um, you know, if you get Robles on ahead of Turner, uh, there, there could be some attempts. Yeah. It's nice to have Kendrick not in the field (laughs) and, uh, as a DH like that, that kind of helps the situation for the nationals. I mean, the Astros always play that way. So as a non ad free early Patreon subscriber, you've got to listen to another ad in the middle of the show for blue chew boner pills, boner pills. Hey guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. If you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed, well, listen, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color you've heard of it. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach, and since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. So benefit from that extra function and more confidence where it counts. Blue Chew's the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Yeah, I know you talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. You know what I mean? 
Blue Chew's going to be prescribed online, shipped straight to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners on the Sun Ranto Show. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Back to the show. Um, and you're dur, 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 of 733 is better than their 710. So you've defensively, you've been better. Like, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's picking the Astros in most categories in the postseason so far. I mean, the Nationals have been better. They just yeah, have been. You, you've gone through just about every uh, batting stat and dur and, yeah, pitching. Yeah, we've we've been ahead. So, and then uh, the matchups: Scherzer v. Cole. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's like that's like what you know. That's the demo game on the. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? On your uh, the for show RBI for RBI baseball. baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the demo. That's that's your Roger Clemens versus I don't know who's versus. Uh, Spence. Oral Oral Hershiser. <laughs> right, right. That's like the demo game. Like the, the dream game that you never would get to see unless it happened in the World Series back then before in a league play. Scherzer v. Cole, although uh this has probably happened before when like Garrett Cole was a was a pirate. And Scherzer was a tiger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then um game two, Strasburg v. Verlander. Which hell of a matchup as well. I mean, it's just nothing but strikeouts with these, both these. I mean, Cole's got the most, right? But still, like, is anybody going to hit a baseball in any of these games? These first, I know it seems. Now, uh, this is an embarrassing question, but um, do they play in Houston? Do they play in a dome? It is. But I think okay. it's retractable, but I don't know that it'll be open. Although it's probably nice in Houston right now with, uh, I would imagine. Because it's kind of nice to get Strasburg pitching in a controlled environment. You know, he, he's been called the Orchid by DC Media because um, just for so many seasons, lots of promise. But if, you know, if it was uh, 58 degrees, he would have a bad game. The and, mold. Um, the mold alone. The mold, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, but the mold game? I mean, you know what he did in the mold game? He gave up one run on one hit through 6.1 innings. <laughs> that was his turnaround. But I, I still, even though he's capable of that, I'm I'm glad to see that he'll be pitching in Houston and not back in D.C. where it's supposed to be 50 and um, possibly rainy this weekend. So that, that'll be good to see him, uh, to see the orchid in a controlled humidor. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of might be slated I mean, I, I don't know if they would do it this way, but he kind of might be slated to not go back out there till maybe a game six, depending on what happens sure. in this series. So I I don't think that that'll happen. But I mean, everybody's on deck for game seven. Right? Anybody's on deck for get, for any elimination game is how that goes. Yes. So um, unless their arms like bleeding and falling off. Uh, but no, but so far, I mean, if you look at Scherzer, I mean, we already kind of went through his numbers. He does have the one inning of relief that he struck out the side against the Dodgers, but he's gone seven twice, five once, and um, 
pitch count. Let's see where is. Oh yeah, uh, a high of one oh nine in Game Four mm. against the Dodgers, and um, he's been killing it. He's got he had an eleven strikeout game in there. Um, yeah, he's been great. So, and then uh, if you go up against Garrett Cole here. He had a 15-strikeout game and a 10-strikeout game. Both of those were against Tampa Bay. Um, he, and he's uh, he pitched seven innings against the Yankees, struck out seven, and uh, he went eight against Tampa and almost went eight against Tampa again. So, And his high was 118 pitches. But he's only wow. been in three games. He's been in one fewer games than Max. So there's that. Uh, there's that matchup. And then uh, let's go over to game two, Strasburg. Well, he's been fucking amazing too. He's got a 12 strikeout game, a 10 strikeout game. He's been in four games. Um, those were against uh, the Dodgers and weakling St. Louis. He hasn't, he pitched 117 <laughs> innings and only went seven. So that's kind of the worry. If that's my worry, I, I think I'd rather have the weak contact than the strikeouts. Astros don't, yes. get, Astros don't give you a lot of weak contact, so maybe you'd rather – you just want three pitch strikeouts. No balls. That's what, that's the key. <laughs> don't throw don't throw balls. And then uh, Justin Verlander, let's see, I, uh, he had two bad outings. So he gave up four runs twice. They knocked him out in the fourth, Tampa Bay did. Yeah, that's been the, the buzz on him is that he's had a, he's had a, a weak uh, postseason. I mean, it's been mediocre, that's for sure. I mean, he also gave up one hit through seven in uh, game one of the ALDS against the Rays. But, yeah, everything else, you know, two runs through seven was probably his, his almost seven was his next best one. But, you know, he's not hitting double digits and strikeouts um, as he has the ability to do. And... um yeah, and he's he's pitched uh, let's see 109 pitches, 105 pitches, and 184 in the game that he 84 through 3.2 innings against the race. Wow! So I do think you have a better chance in game two if you steal game one, and then you can really win game two. Well, then uh, you're not going to be able to afford the World Series again because <laughs> <laughs> that means they right. can clinch it in DC. <laughs> um, and then if game, we could steal game one. Wow. Yeah, steal game one. And, and it wouldn't be stealing it because you have Max Scherzer going up there and you have a good lineup. So, it, But at home, I mean, you know, home versus road. Um, and then uh, last one would probably be Granky versus, and I'm not even going to guess because it really could be Sanchez as well as Corbin. Yeah. You know, um, and this game's in D.C. First game in D.C. since... Oh, World Series game in D.C. since the 30s? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just wanted to say that as a D.C. fan of the Nationals, I find it super irritating that all the stats are not just have asterisks, but have to be qualified. Like, they'll say, like, he's the youngest player to ever hit a home run in franchise history not including the Expos, including the Expos, not uh. including the Senators, but including the Expos. You're like, well, what is it? Like, I, I wish we could all decide whether it's just a, like, compendium of teams that represent one organization or if it's the Nationals. 
Do you, would you rather it include the expos or do, mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you want to, cause you can't really include, it's weird that they include the senators in that because they became the twins and the Rangers. Too. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so I'm happy to say it's the, I enjoy hearing it's the first world series in DC sense. Okay. That's DC. But, and there was at one point where the team was known as both the senators and the nationals. I read that like there was like two seasons where they went by both. I don't. So yeah, that's an old name, right? Like they were, there there were the Washington nationals at one point before they were. And that script W is from that time. And so the joke that's made a trillion times of like, Oh, you're rooting for Walgreens. Um, The truth is that Walgreens had to get permission from the nationals to use that W. Oh, I see. yeah, they made the an tables agreement. have turned now, Walgreens. <laughs> so I it, and also, why do they always scrub the statistics for each new round of the playoffs? Oh, I hate like, it. It's so yeah, stupid. Like it, it, like it's Scherzer versus Cole. They each have an ERA of zero. It's like, well, that's not helpful. It really is <laughs> not helpful. Like I'd, I'd rather see what they did in the season, or even at this point. And the reason, like I've given mostly postseason statistics on this show, is because now there's a bit more of a sample size about how sure. people are performing under this particular pressure. But yes, why start exactly. it over with each round? Just tell me what they've done this month. <laughs> yes. God. Um. So. Uh, I also think you got a great shot with Granky because he's not had a good postseason either. He gave up six earned runs through 3.2 against the Rays. He faced the Yankees twice and gave up four runs through 10.1, going six once and 4.1 the other time. And, I mean, he's still averaging about a strikeout inning, but, hell, he's given up runs. He's, yeah. he's given up five home runs this postseason so far in only 10 – see, what is that? I can't add – Seven, eight, 14 innings, five home runs and 14. That's not, that's not good. No. And we had Sanchez just come off a seven inning, no hitter or uh, uh, shutout. So yeah, exactly. And, and if it's, uh, if it happens to be um, Corbin, then, I mean, Patrick Corbin, he had that one bad inning. Uh, You know, he, this is his first postseason. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, but he had that one bad inning uh, where he gave up six and only got two outs against mm-hmm. the Dodgers. He just wasn't good against the Dodgers, and he gave up actually four against St. Louis, too. He had a bad out. I forgot about that. He struck out 12, though, and went five, but ended up giving up four runs in the 7-4 to four clinching win. In the sweep! But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I still think you get to Granky. I don't know that Patrick Corbin starts this. He's maybe your number four at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he'll be more of a relief look. Yeah, which didn't go well. So, you know, hopefully he figures something out, you know. And, you know, sometimes it's a situation where a guy's been bad that it's kind of good for you because he regresses to being good again <laughs> or progresses, <laughs> right. I should say. So, yeah, I mean, there's your time. We just brought Joe Ross. We added him to the um, roster, and he was a uh, roster. Yeah, the Joe roster. Um, he was a starter for us early in the season. Um, he was our number five guy at one point. So um, it, it might be interesting to to see if he comes out of the bullpen. So, anything else to add? I mean, it, it, uh, the only thing I would talk about now is is tickets. 
because I know you and I have been <laughs> both looking like madmen. At the, yeah, you've at been Stub a huge Hub. help, Danny. Danny's been texting me every day, multiple times a day, with all the different ticket sites, and I've been looking at them all too. And I don't know if this has made national media, but the the DC Nats have just completely messed up the postseason ticketing. Um, the people are getting getting emails that their tickets. Are canceled. Are canceled. Yeah, people thought they had tickets to the World Series, and you can just look this up real quickly on Twitter. You know, just put Nationals tickets, and you can find people complaining. Uh, um, but yeah, no, people have had their tickets canceled, and then they had what wasn't it? You could get into which we didn't understand to be a lottery that if you bought a t- a ticket to any of the NLDS. NLCS, but you had to buy it from the Nationals, not for under face value, which is what you ended up paying for the NLDS, right? At right. Uh, Nats Park. You couldn't get it through StubHub and qualify for this, but then you you thought you were a shoo-in if you bought a ticket from the Nats for any of the other playoff I, games to I read get a all World of the Series. Print. It said if you buy a ticket to the NLCS, I read all the fine print, you will be given an opportunity to purchase a World Series ticket. But what it that, means is an opportunity, not to enter a sure a lottery. To enter a lottery. <laughs> so it was total bullshit. So some people I know, I know your plan was to buy tickets for game five against the Cardinals. Yep. Um, even just be, once you saw you were winning. Because yeah, we're up, we're up seven to zero, seven to zero, and you're all right. I'll I'll purchase a bunch of tickets from uh, MLB and then get all those little entries or opportunities to buy, uh, like a code. I figured it like oh, it'll come with a code for World Series tickets. Yeah, and people were in the waiting room, uh, you know, a long time. There's lots of horror stories, but you know, they also make a lot out of a little. Like some of the things they were complaining about, I'm like, well, that always happens. They're like. There was a countdown in the waiting room, and I'm like, yeah, they're always a fucking countdown in the waiting room. Like that's how they do it, you know. And it also just shows you what uh, fair weather new fans, all the DZ people are, because I've been to a handful of playoff games in DC, and I know the waiting room. I know how all that works. And so when I read people's tweets about the countdown in the waiting room, I was like, oh, this person has never bought a ticket so, before <laughs> they've never supported the nationals <laughs> yeah. way before yeah it's and, like super bandwagon yeah i mean and there were tickets available to all these other games and now it feels like you know the nationals are like hey now we got something and the nationals are also notorious like my friend mike used to have season tickets and he sold most of them on StubHub. um and they got mad at that and kicked him out you know they so, don't want to sell that ticket like even though you know, I don't know why, because the attendance isn't great. No, it's it's poor, and, and the players even commented on it, and um, they, they called out the D.C. fans. for Even down the stretch, like when the, the season, when they were hot, they, they weren't selling out games. The well, last game of the season wasn't sold out. Even on the, when you go to, because I keep, another thing you can do, and which I mentioned, is you can go to the Nationals website, and the Astros released some tickets today right before the game. What did you say? It was about 3 o'clock Central. That's right, yeah. You could get in for... Um, uh, 300 bucks or something? Or Yeah, 275 yeah, plus plus like sixty dollars in fees, probably. That's true. Yeah, the, like the World the Series tax, the Rob Manfred hairpiece tax. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, and, but I saw on the Nationals website that it says like what to do. It's like wear red. Yeah. Like they have not released any tickets, but they are encouraging cheer a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It says wear red and don't bring a backpack. Like those are the two. That's the postseason ticket information so far. (laughs) That's how you fan. So, uh, and then the other way you can get tickets is by being a Nats Plus member, which basically means buying at least a half season of season tickets next year for a minimum price of $800 plus all the fees and whatever. But so that's about 20 bucks a game if you get the half price. Now, do you know if that would ensure that you would get a World Series ticket if you were to purchase a half season plan? They say that it ensures it, but at this point, people are questioning that. But um, but those are almost sold out. And also that 800 number, as you can imagine, is totally fake because the only ones available are over 1,000. And there aren't two seats. I, I looked at it today. There aren't two seats together. So even if you wanted to get um, – because that's been a lot of people's ideas. It's like, oh, I'll get – I'll just get season tickets. If if the tickets are going to be a thousand dollars on StubHub, I'll just spend that money on season tickets um, for the World Series game. But, but you you the inventory is so small that I don't even think that works anymore. Well, right, and plus is right now it's what spend a thousand to save four hundred, like, and then yeah. you've got all these tickets that nobody wants next year. That you know no I mean? one wants because you're in these like nosebleeds that you will not be able to sell. Right, except for like five dollars, not even right. Nobody wants. No. Nobody wants no, a ticket. No, no one wants them. There are just <laughs> swaths of the stadium that are empty. Oh man! And so they're really messing this up. It it acts. It, it I don't know what it feels like. It seems like you know so, somebody that gets a promotion and extra money, and all of a sudden starts acting like an asshole. Yeah, there has been. I mean, that's the thing on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people have done the like act like you've been here before or like definite first time rodeo or first rodeo, whatever. Like it's it's gauche, all of it. Yeah. Well, and the, my other fear about the tickets is that every douchebag politician in Washington, D.C. is going to just want to go to the World Series and be like, just buy tickets with lobbying money. Or what will be the worst is if that happens, plus it rains on Saturday. So all of the lobbyists recipients are going to be like that didn't want to go anyway. And then we'll have tickets that are a thousand dollars and a Nobody. stadium with, without people there. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, they don't even like, Oh, don't worry about just eat the thousand. You know, yeah. they, Oh, there's so much money in that city. They're happy to eat. They, they'll eat tickets, Doesn't which is matter. why your tickets are double the price. You know, the cheapest I saw was on a site called tick pick. That could have got yeah out the door for, with standing room for six hundred, and that the, that was an aberrant ticket. I mean, the most like I couldn't believe you found that. Mostly, it's been you can't you can't get in for under eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's been. And then for the Astros, it's about half that. So yeah, four or five hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like right now, I'm looking out the door on Tick Pick. It's seven forty six for Friday, and then. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's going to this game. I don't. Nobody needs this information. It's just. It's. I find it interesting, and um, <laughs> but it's like let's see, five hundred to go to Houston tonight. There's not a lot of tickets left. The game's in hour fifteen. Um. Yeah, you can get in mm-hmm. on on Sunday, the cheapest, which is kind of dumb because if you, that could be a clincher. Yeah, way more than just about any yes. other game in DC. 
That is the game I would definitely, if I was in DC, I would uh, buy that game. You might have already bought that game. That could be the clincher. Yeah, and here's the other calculation that we're figuring out. If the Nationals were to win tonight or lose tonight and lose tomorrow, that ticket will be like half the price. And I've seen this with the Cubs. I've seen it with the Cubs, which has an amazing fan base. I don't think the Nationals show up to watch their team lose in the World Series. I, do, I just don't think they do. If, if it looks like it's going that way. But then here's the question. You're flying to D.C. anyway. You go, now, would you rather, I mean, would you rather not be able to go broke, go into the World Series, and watch your team win it? Or would you rather watch your team lose for basically free? <laughs> And say you've been to the I World Series. I think lose for basically free. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. You're like, I want to retire someday. Yeah. And the photo with me eating a hot dog at the World Series is going to feel the same to me in 10 years. Oh, it's going to blow up lose. on Insta. I don't know. As a person who's been there, I really think you'd rather go broke for free uh, for, for uh, lots of money. Because okay. you, you know. It, well, you followed this team all year long. They have got something special going on. We saw that at Wrigley Field when we sat out there in the bleachers, and they just, like, they nicked us to death. Death by a thousand yeah. cuts. Those games were barely even competitive, except for the last one, a little bit that went extras. But even since so, I knew we were going to lose. And it was just like, they are firing on all cylinders in a way that Magic teams have you guys got the baby shark thing uh cubs fans will remember that we had like a helmet rub that they did and like (laughs) wait and they'd wave like they'd wave at each other and do different things and you know and it's even though you say that the nationals have a shit fan base it's moments like this that maybe put you on the map you know in a way that baseball is fun in dc and that maybe next summer there can start to be a bit of a culture that, I mean, there already is a culture that's forming, but like, you know, that it, it, be, it becomes solidified and that people. Here's the problem. And not, not to be just so negative, but it's a transient city. If you're looking Military at the next generation and, of, yeah. like every, every two, four, six, eight years, there's just so much turnover in that city. It's unique in that way. Um, it is an international city, but um, I think that's the tough part about sports. Although that said, the Redskins are still well. Like, I don't racist. be surprised. <laughs> yeah, racist. But don't be surprised if you're in DC tonight and right now, an hour before the game, and you turn on sports radio. Don't be surprised if they're talking about last Sunday's Redskins game and not about the World Series. Like, it's such an odd culture in that in that city that they're still or maybe about the caps like it yeah Yeah. well the capitals have been good recently too so so since they sponsor this podcast i wanted to uh reach out to you all again about mybookie.ag and i'm here on their sports book and i'm looking at the line for the nationals versus the astros we got uh, Verlander, and he's going up against Strasburg. And once again, Astros are favored, and I see how this can work. I understand it. But, hey, 
The Astros, nobody likes them anymore because they're sexist bastards, and everybody loves the Nationals now. They're going to sweep the Astros, and it's not even going to be a competitive series. That's how this is going to go on, even though last night was a competitive game in Game 1. But plus 150 on the Nationals, just go with it. It's a magic team. Make some magic money. Go to mybookie.ag right now. Sign up. Use promo code CHAIR. And uh, tell them Sunranto sent you because they sponsor the show and it's very helpful to us. Um, if you never want to hear an ad for my bookie or Blue Chew or any of the other ads that are actually coming up starting uh, in five days, um, well, uh, just subscribe. It's uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. One dollar gets you your own RSS feed, early and ad-free listening. And it goes a hell of a lot further to helping this show stay on the air than me doing these ads for my bookie and Blue Chew. Right, because basically your dollar is worth about a hundred downloads to me, and uh, so I don't know. Why don't you just save your own time, save your hitting the fast forward button over and over again while I give you some ad and subscribe to us? It's so much a better listening experience. It's actually how we intended the podcast to sound, instead of me sitting here trying to sell you uh, gambling and uh, boner pills. So, uh, sunranto.com, or I mean, patreon.com slash sunranto. Check it out. Thanks. So, I don't know, DC's kind of putting it together in a sports way, and there are a lot of, like, you know, residents of Northern Virginia and Maryland that live there because they are basically the permanent support staff for all those transient people. That's true, yeah, and that's the That's where you're from. I mean, that's who you are, you know? Like, there are yous in the world. Who are from <laughs> yeah, the D.C. True. suburbs and like, you know, you know, probably always had to root for the Orioles, even though it was kind of far away. Can I have I ever told you this story on the podcast briefly? When I was uh, when I was home once, my dad had retired from his job as being an architect. He had retired a couple times and he was in his 70s and the phone rang uh, during dinner and my dad went over and someone called and said, I know you're retired, but we have a major building project happening in DC. My dad was known for project management that he could get things done. And so they said, um, it's a design build, which meant that they were going to start building the project even before it was finished being designed because it was in such a rush. And, um, I forget the, the budget, you know, it was like a half a billion dollar project or something like that. And, um, so my mom went over and picked up the phone and said, he's retired and hung up the phone. And that was the end of it. But it was very exciting that my dad got a phone call to be the project manager of the design build of Nats stadium. That's amazing. Dude, why didn't he come out, out of retirement? Then you'd have tickets to the World Series already. Your dad would have built it. <laughs> Your family legacy is fucked. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible. I mean, I mean I've mean, i turned your your awesome story into something heartbreaking. <laughs> I would have. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish you luck. You know, I like this team. As I said, I haven't seen Cubs fans kind of rally behind a team who especially kicked our ass uh, much of the year. Uh, it, it, you know, I just haven't seen it. And it's, and now that everybody hates the Astros because of Osuna and their asshole front office, like, I think you might have enough magic to pull you through. Yeah, I might. And if you can beat the spread in Vegas, all the better. 
Yeah, no, you uh, win money. I, I'd put money on the Nats if I was a gambling man. I just don't gamble because the moment I put money down, you're going to lose the World Series. Y- yeah, well, then, then you get into magical thinking and you're rooting against your your team and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Danny, I, it's been a thrill to be on your podcast uh, all year. I've loved it. I've looked forward to it. And the ranters are just some of the best fans out there. Uh, loved meeting you all in, in Wrigley. And you all travel so well, uh, like meeting uh, everyone in San Diego. That was such a thrill. Um, so I feel like I've uh, more than any other year really been part of the Cubs season and and shared baseball with all of y'all this year. It's been great. Well, they felt the same way because they all gave you, you know, between five and 50 bucks to get your ass in the World Series. It blows my mind. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wait to to really to, to go and to think about everyone who donated. It's just really, really appreciated. Yeah, I'll have to give you a list of names, even though you don't know these people. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you met Lisa Cram out in San Diego. Yeah, I know. I, I met Lisa. I've met a lot of I've met a lot of these folks. They yeah, Tony Ble- Bleacher Tony was in on it. Yeah, he trying to think of the people you met. Uh, there's so many names that gave money. So thank you all. That's I think it's really special. You were we were texting back and forth, and um, you know, and you were your mind was blown a little bit about you know what was happening with the donations. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like church of baseball, baby. That's what we do. And I, and I honestly, like I was driving around the other day and I was driving to, we're recording an album with the bleacher bombs and I was driving to, to uh, the recording session. I'm like, I should start a religion <laughs> <laughs> church of baseball, you know? And just, uh, you know, I'm like, ah, that sounds like a fucking problem. You know, I don't want, I don't want that kind of, I don't want religious people around me. You know, I know, but the the, the tax implications are, are very bright for you. Yeah, way. it's great, but I, I I you know what I don't mind taxes. It means the fucking schools are better, the teachers get paid, and the you know there's not what. Yeah, I mean that is not the Danny Rocket. I know. No, I don't want I don't want I don't want a bunch of dumb kids all around me like <laughs> happens. No, they cut out. I saw what happened though. I've changed my mind. I I look I look at what happened with all the low tax rates and like the schools blow and like nobody you know. It's, it hasn't gone well. They should just tax everybody, pay everybody a bunch of money. So that I mean, honestly, because who's running away with all the money? Uh, the it's Nas- not Elizabeth, the Nationals <laughs> owner, and the Astros <laughs> asshole owner. That's who gets all the money. So that's true. And and not and not the people. Like it's the same as like how you can go and all, to games all year and afford it, and then all of a sudden at the very end, some fucking douchebag's going to be like, "I don't feel like going," and eat a thousand dollar ticket. That is dick. I that's agree with totally that. dick. And like and so and that's what I mean. I look at what the fucking rich people are doing with the money. They're like, "Oh no, we're going to start businesses." No, they don't. Unless <laughs> unless you work for a yacht building company. Which some people do. Maybe we have listeners that listen to it. Anyway, I'm, I'm off on a rant. There's no reason to end this wonderful World Series preview with a, a financial rant. I'm just saying I don't really mind taxes that much anymore. Because I don't pay them. Because I'm so poor. Yeah, I know. yeah, when I was rich. No, see, that's the thing. is When, when I right. was get, making a lot of money, I was like, fuck, I owe them $38,000. <laughs> when I had a good year. Well, that was back when you made more than $38,000 in a year. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, I owe the government that much. That's all I had saved up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I, I do have a TFC 
And uh, it's from the Nationals themselves. I, t- I stole this off of somebody that actually, well, they, they got a letter from the Nationals after buying tickets. The Nationals say, and he, and he posted this on Twitter, a screenshot of this. Hello, this email <laughs> is being sent to inform you that the Washington Nationals World Series tickets and or parking passes that you purchased prior to their being released for sale to the general public have been canceled. Refunds have been processed for all payments made towards these tickets. All barcodes associated with these tickets will be invalid for entry into Nationals Park and Nationals parking lots. This includes tickets and our parking passes already resold or listed for sale via other channels. Cube. Cubed. I like that it's even parking. Like, what if you just, what if you had season tickets, you had this, but it was just, your parking isn't being honored. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You cannot park here. We only have enough spaces for ticket holders. (laughs) And then I got one more. I don't know if you have one. Do you have one? Mine is just like, this is just Houston, you've got a problem. Come on. Like, we can do better than that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're really. Those astronauts were heroes. Yeah. I mean, but everybody only, they, what else is about Houston? Like, I always think of like, going back to Houston at the end of that uh, Beck song, but I think it's another song that he's singing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I, I have another one, um, uh, Catherine Clark, because, and the Cubs did this to me too. Like they've been up my ass because I brought bought group tickets last year for my family, and they've been up my ass. The group ticket salespeople they want to sell me tickets for next year. I'm like, fuck no. You have done nothing. You don't even have a manager. I'm not buying a single fucking ticket for next year, Cubs. And they hit me up every day. Like they call and like they'll have. I won't get into my Cubs thing, but either way, the Yankees are doing the same thing. And the day after the Yankees lost to the Astros, they sent a uh, email to uh, a now former season ticket holder, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Clark, um, who wanted her to renew her season tickets for next year. And uh, it, uh, Catherine uh, Clark says um, that she's writing somebody named Kate. They have the same name, almost. Hi, Kate. I was a season ticket holder for a few years, but after two failed seasons in a row, I could not be more enraged. I have zero interest in acquiring season tickets until I see that Steinbrenners care about winning rather than selling $12 Bud Lights and mediocre starting pitching. I am devastated to see the team I love with all my heart become so close these past three seasons. If by some miracle Hal Steinbrenner decides he wants to man up and get starting pitching, please contact me right away. Thanks, Catherine. Can you imagine Kate Reitzer is like, hey, uh, we just signed a. <laughs> we just Can you imagine twelve dollar Miller Lights? That that sounds cheap. How old is that letter? Oh, oh no! It just, this just happened. This was and twelve they were, bucks. They're eighteen at Dodger Stadium. Oh, I know, I know. The Yan- Yankee Stadium. It's the yeah. I don't know. I she, don't think that she's in touch. I, that makes me doubt all of all of her anger. There's a lot that makes me doubt her. So, <laughs> dear Kate. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, Kate will be getting back to her soon. As soon as the Yankees sign a starter. Um. All right. Well, I'm glad it's not the Yankees you're facing, even though I th- think you would have beaten them. 
And uh, there's our show. Uh, good luck, Johnny. And Spagog. Um, thanks, Danny. And let's see. Go Nationals. And Slanoinangog. Thanks, Ranters. It's been a very fun season. My name's Danny Rocket. I'm going to sing a little song I wrote about the commissioner of baseball, Bob Manfred. Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter. He likes baseball games that don't go on too long. Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter. Likes juicing up the ball and hitting downs. Intentional walks with just a finger And old umpires who are always blowing calls Likes the National League DH But there's one thing Rob Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball It's true Rob Manfred likes a pitch clock for the pitches He likes batters who stay inside the box He likes lessening the ball drag with lower stitches He likes Braves fans and their stupid racist chop Rob Manfred likes pitchers to face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Likes when catchers don't block the plate But there's one thing Rob Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball shame too it's such a wonderful sport Rob Manfred likes TV deals and blackouts he likes it when you can't stream on your phone he likes it when ticket prices keep the fans out and upholding the banning of he likes robot umps and putting runners on seconds So extra innings don't go on too long He likes putting money in the bank But there's one thing Rob Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates Baseball, he wants to punch it in the face. Rob Manfred hates baseball. Damn shame. Rob, seriously, it's a wonderful sport. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, 
The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.